Hey there, and welcome to episode 7 of Cast Reflect. I am your host, Josh, and I'm joined as always by Connor Luke the Shroof Jennings. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You okay? Yeah, not too bad. We've uh, we've upped the ante this week. We're we're doing it with webcams as well. Yeah, so, it's a little bit weird to be honest. <laughs> it is a bit weird. I'm not going to lie. I feel like there's more pressure on both of us, and there's more pressure not to laugh as well. Uh, but we'll see how we get on. If it's crap, we'll just we'll just turn them off. What you been playing? What have I been playing? Well, uh, as you know, I was travelling last week. Came down yep. to the Isle of Wight. Saw you, came saw you. You did? Um, so I wanted to get a little game to play on the Switch whilst I was on the train and stuff. So I did what I do best, went out sniping some indies. And uh, <laughs> nice. for an absolutely astounding 89 pence, yeah, I picked up a little game called Golf Club Wasteland. Um, and I played it on the train all the way down and um, completed it on the way back up, I think, basically. Um, yeah. It's only a few hours long, but it's got that sort of vibe. Of, have you played uh, Getting Over It with Ben Toddy? Yeah, the um, the one where you have to climb up the the, the, the mountain and it's yeah. like ridiculously hard. Yeah, or like yeah. Jump Jump King is the other one, I think, that's like a similar sort of vibe. It's got that sort of vibe, but it's nowhere near as rage-inducing. It's a lot more right. chill. I was um, going to say that sounds like a horrible game to play on the train. Yeah, no, no, it's but a it's lot more chill. So it's like a golf game, right? But you don't have, in the story mode, you don't have like a limit on shots. And sometimes the course will be like an abandoned building. So you have to fire upwards and land on each platform. And obviously right. if you hit it too hard and it rolls off, you go all the way back to the bottom. Oh, okay. okay. So it's more, it's like a puzzle golf game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it was really interesting. And then when you complete it, it tells you the story in a uh, comic strip. And it for a little golf puzzle game that took a few hours, it has got the heaviest story. Really? Yeah. What? Why is it so heavy? So you are, so this is the setting. You're a spaceman. Spaceman. Okay. Um, and you uh, are escaping Earth. Earth is destroyed, right? It's, it's, it's the end of times, end of days, and everyone's trying to escape to Mars. You're on the first fleet that escaped to Mars, and your men get there, then go back and pick up everyone else and, and then uh, take them all back to Mars. Um, your wife worked in the communications, uh, <laughs> the communications team. Um, right. So the last time you spoke to her was when you were taken off to go to Mars. You got yeah. to Mars, and basically the government were like, no, nah, we're not going back for them, mate. <laughs> we're not going back for them, mate. They're done. They right. are done. We're on Mars now. Uh, and he's lived on Mars for years. Um, and on his like, own? Or is he yeah, with... No, no, with like other humans on Mars, but he didn't ever go back for his wife. He never spoke to her again, and he felt like he'd betrayed her, but there's nothing he could really do, obviously. It's like, his hands were tied. Exactly. Um, yeah, so basically, he, he ends up going back to Earth years later because Earth has now just been turned into a giant golf course. Um, right, because <laughs> it, and it's just completely destroyed. Uh, and then he gets back there, and um, it's like you know, memories come flooding back, and he's playing golf, but he's just obviously seeing all of these buildings and things that he was nostalgic about and remembering his wife. And yeah. he ends up bumping into a little mutant kid, and nobody's meant to be able to survive on Earth. So he basically decides to just not go back to Mars, and he decides to try and survive on Earth 
and with this mutant kid and bring this kid up. Um, right. like you know, a few weeks into it, he's just coughing blood because he can't eat the food there. It's all in you know, um, like radiated and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and he just ends up dying on Earth. It's really sad. Oh, that's that's really heavy, isn't it? Really, heavy. Put a spoiler warning in just. Maybe just for anyone that's going to play that. I'll know. I could edit it in. Edit <laughs> just it in, in case. probably, or just beat the whole thing. Yes, yeah, just beat. I'll just cut it. Beat out. the whole thing. Just cut it. We'll just cut it out. Yeah, that's but, well heavy. Yeah, it's by Demagogue Studios, published by Untold Tales. I think it's mostly made by uh, one guy called Igor Simic, uh, and then I think he got a few friends who were artists to to do the design and stuff, and it does look really nice. Yeah. Oh, that to be fair, that's cool. It's it's nice that it's got a um, story to go with it, and it's not just one of those, you know, like a kind of th- not not a throwaway indie, but one that's literally just yeah, an eighty nine p criminal. Yeah, that is that is uh, that's a steal, mate. That is a steal. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's my shout out for this week. And what was it called again? It was called Golf Club Wasteland. Golf Club Wasteland. Lovely, lovely stuff. So this week, we had the news of Media Molecule stopping live support for Dreams. Yes. I, th- I nearly said life support then. I suppose it's... Uh, life kind support. Of, it's, yes. it's, it's kind yeah. of, if you it's, want to be dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've never actually played Dreams before, but I thought it would be good to have a chat about it because mm. obviously the other news was that the Unreal Editor for Fortnite was released for free as well. Yeah. And it's kind of tied in to... There's a bit of a crossover there. Yeah, yeah. And and sort of, is there going to be a place for another sort of make your own game? Um, what, what are your, like, what are your thoughts on it initially? Yeah, I, well, I suppose first is that I love those sorts of games. I'm terrible at them. Yeah. But I love them because you, you get to see, like, how incredible some people are at creating things. Yeah. And some people are unbelievable at creating things, but yeah, I'm I'm really not. So, <laughs> but I like going in there and seeing it. I think I understand why they're doing it with dreams. Like they've said, Media Molecule have said that they, you know, they're essentially freeing up time, resources, money to start going at a new project, a new thing that they they want to share with everyone, and they seem quite passionate about all for it. And I think like the difference between the Fortnite editor that's been announced by unreal and dreams is long-term monetization because i think dreams came out like came out a while ago now and there's not once you've purchased that game they're not really getting a, a stream of revenue from you after that point but they're still obviously paying for server hosting and support in the game and stuff like that there's no store is there you just pay for the Mm. whereas i can imagine well (laughs) i can imagine uh, you know unreal and epic are gonna successfully monetize the Fortnite editor oh well we can go into that in a bit as well because i've read into a little bit of what they what their plans are for it but you know that's going to be the main difference between why this will last and maybe dreams hasn't lasted up until this point yeah, and I think also where they're a Sony-owned studio as well and the mm-hmm. game's limited to that PlayStation ecosystem, mm-hmm. 
that's obviously stymied the growth of it, hasn't it? In terms of it's only you're you're limited to to a certain amount of an ins, of an it's install a captive base. captive audience, right? Yeah, it's 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 exclusive, not inclusive, isn't it? And obviously, those sorts of games, I think, I think especially PC, it would have been, you know, I, I, you know, the hands are tied because they're you know, they're a Sony owned studio. I suppose Sony could have pushed the game onto PC like they've done with loads of their other first party games now, like God of War, yeah. and Last of Us, and stuff like that. But they must have had internal conversations where they said, like, you know, realistically, is it we, we is could, like is it is it worth it? And, yeah, because they've. But they they have struggled with porting their games to PC. I think that's not a secret, yeah. is it? You know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, the Last of Us recently, I think, has been the latest one. I know that struggled with yeah. the um the port over, and it's buggy. So I think it's probably quite cost heavy for them to do it. And you know, does Dreams have a big enough fan base for that to be worth it? Yeah, and I I was thinking, I guess so, because games have done it retrospectively, where they've made. Well, they've gone free to play, and then they add a store in, kind of thing. But yeah. I guess if yeah. you've if you've had a game out because Dreams has been out for a good few years now, hasn't it? Like if you've had a game that's never had a store in it, and then all of a sudden it's free to play, and now it's got a store, then that is going to alienate a lot of the, the the audience that have already got it. So you can't really do that either. It it doesn't also lead to you know media molecules vision of what they want to do because they would still have to support that game if that was their move and it sounds like they want to free up the space and the energy to well we either work on a yeah work on a new ip isn't it i think it there's a lot of like um big players in this space and i don't think dreams ever quite got to the height of some of them but it obviously it was a very popular game with a very passionate following, but like you say, it was restricted to PlayStation. But you've got people like Roblox. Yeah. And I think this is where the Fortnite editor is really like gonna compete. The um the in-game Unreal Fortnite editor. If I was Roblox, I would be sweating a bit. I think this is like potentially the biggest competition that they might have faced in quite some time. Because like I mean, I, I, and we're a bit old, so we sort of missed Roblox, right? But I just want to give you some of the numbers. Yeah, yeah, do of, it, man. Do of it. what? Well, like I, so I've got just quickly before you jump in and, and yeah, let yeah. You know, I've got two, three nieces and two nephews, and yeah. they're the oldest one's sixteen, but they're like you know they've grown up over the last few years. They're always playing it. Yeah. Like one at one or two of them or two or three of them, they're, they're just playing. And I'm like, what is this game? My nephew was playing it on, on Easter and, and I'm like, what is this? Like he was like running around the Titanic. <laughs> I'm exactly. like, what are you doing? And the Titanic sinks and then you just sink with it and then it, it just starts again. <laughs> what is this game? What is this game? But yeah, yeah, carry on. Yeah, uh, but it's so in 2020, it was the third highest grossing game of 2020 and it made a revenue of 2.29 billion my god i didn't realize it i like i'd heard of it i knew it was popular but i didn't realize it was that popular but it's a mobile game in there absolutely crazy well it's pc as well i think yeah it's pc as well yeah definitely but yeah it's it's it inc- their player base includes more than half of all american children under 16 <laughs> that's mental 
That's it, a stat there, isn't it? That's mad, right? Yeah. And it, looking at it like uh, from an outsider's perspective, right? Obviously, Roblox very popular. They've monetized it very well. You get your Robux and stuff. And I mean, I mean, they've been criticized for that. That's so of Epic. They've been criticized for the way they monetize Fortnite. What? Because it's predatory. Yeah, and and it's you know, um, kids buying stuff on parents' cards without them knowing. You know, it's, it happens. And I think any game like Fortnite or Roblox that has a young audience is going to have to contend with that. Um, how they deal with it is obviously you know a very Up different them, thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think there's you know potential for kids to be getting into Roblox as they're like jump off point for creating their own games and things like that and then sort of graduating onto the unreal Fortnite editor right yeah yeah yeah. so it's like it's like high school and then you go to uni (laughs) because there's limitations to what you can do with roblox you know graphically yeah organically it is quite basic um and i think from what they've announced with the unreal Fortnite editor there's a lot more flexibility with it i mean it's basically the unreal editor in Fortnite, you know a, a stripped back version of it that's easier to use yeah and and Fortnite as well though is 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 so when we we played it didn't we and it would have been 2018 i think way back yeah yeah it would have been it would have been five yeah about five years ago when it was literally just a battle royale game, like a free battle royale game about five guns. And like I had it skins. when it was not even a battle royale game. Yeah, you had the, the the builder, like the story mode or whatever. Like Yeah, yeah. The zombie Yeah, that was it. Zombie mode. Yeah. And um I, I I used to love Fortnite. I used to absolutely love it. Genuinely when it first when it first came out the first the first year when they did the seasons and they did you know, I spent like I I brought the battle pass like every every month or however often it was, and and it was amazing. It was genuinely really really good. Now it's like it's just it's just become its own like entity now, isn't it? It's almost like its own platform. It's not just a game anymore, is it? I mean, they've done shows, they've done events in Fortnite. It's it's like you know when the metaverse was in hype mode. Yeah, it, you know, it was becoming the uh, the potential for the net, you know, the the digital world. It was sort of pushing that boundary, and now we're seeing it being that you know, bringing in that creative side to it. It's just ways to make that game evergreen, isn't it? They're 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 creating ways to keep that game in its height of popularity. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree because you can still have the base you know, the base game anyway that people are still going to play and the store, et cetera. But then you add in this Unreal editor and then people are making games in it. Like they'll have a, probably have a store where you have assets in there, won't they? Which you'll then buy in assets. And... Yeah, I've I've read a little bit into that, like what their plan is with that. Go on then. So alongside the Unreal editor for Fortnite, they have uh, announced an upgrade to the creator economy. So it's Creator Economy 2.0. Right. So essentially, they're going to give payouts. So what it says is uh, engagement payouts proportionally distribute 40% of the net revenue from Fortnite's item shop and most real money Fortnite purchases to all island publishers on a monthly basis. Payouts are based on what players enjoy in Fortnite and accounts for things like island popularity, engagement, and attracting new players. So they're going to pay the creators of the islands 
based on their popularity up to 40% of the net revenue. Right. Okay. So is the island what you, what you your island is your level essentially yeah, your, yeah. your, your, yeah, what you've created. So that I think is, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Epic almost get some of their subsidiary studios to make fully fledged, you know, short, game levels essentially in the uh and fortnite unreal editor just to sort of kickstart it but also to entice more serious developers to try and create things in it yeah and if you're a small indie developer and you're creating like little puzzle games i suppose you're weighing up is you know is it if we do well is it worth us taking essentially like 60 percent cut <laughs> yeah to tap into a bigger the, play, the player base yeah, of, of yeah. Fortnite. And, you know, when you get bigger developers, I don't think that's realistically going to happen. No, no. I can't see it. No, I can't. Like, the bigger devs aren't going to do it, are they? They don't, they, they're not going to need to, but I definitely see what you're saying with the indie, indie developers maybe thinking, well, this is another avenue potentially to like explore. I think especially starting up, that's what or I mean, like yeah. if you want to if you're a tiny tiny developer where you're one or two people maybe say say like say i was amazing at designing levels but i can't mm. actually code or use like 3ds max and stuff like that if i can just have an asset like unreal editor and just make like these mad levels in fortnite that everyone's using and get paid for it essentially yeah you're essentially putting like your CV out as well, aren't you? To potential, exactly. It's studios. There's a lot of potential there, and then that's what I think's more exciting about it is like the idea of some student, like some 16 year old kid who's studying game development, makes like an absolute banger in Fortnite yeah. Unreal Editor, and it's like super po- like that could be the start of that kid's career. And that I guarantee that like will happen somewhere along the line, somewhere down the line sort of thing. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I think, I think that's one of the positive notes of it, isn't it? Is you could, yeah, you like, like I said, if, if you, if you were like a bit of a genius or like, you know, <laughs> if, you, if you weren't <laughs> like us, <laughs> if you weren't a Muppet like us two, <laughs> who just do a podcast on it. But if you've got that creative side where, you just got that knack for thinking a bit outside the box and just using certain assets and objects and things to create, you know, like these these crazy levels which then attract loads of attention. Then that's that's really cool. I weirdly thinking about it, that's when I played Celeste for the first time. Just slight tangent that I've the platforming and and the level design and the mechanics and how they how that makes a level was so clever yeah and then the guy that developed celeste he made like a handful of like super mario maker levels as well and they were just they were fucking brilliant because he was just totally thinking outside the box because he's just got the knack for it yeah and i think yeah that, that opens up that ecosystem to other people now as well exactly it's really cool and and they, I mean, their plans to to uh, obviously they're monetizing it for paying the players out for like creating those, right? So they must have to make money on this as well. Well, yeah, yeah, you would think so. I think 
by the looks of it. So part of the announcement for the Unreal Editor is they're including their alpha um, for a product called Fab, which is um, basically an amalgamation of different products that they've bought, I think, over the last few years. Yeah. Um, so it's got their marketplace, the Unreal Engine marketplace, where you can buy assets and things like that. And then it's got Sketchfab, Quixel, and ArtStation in it as well. Um, and it's essentially to be like a marketplace for creators to create their own assets and then sell them on there. And then other people can buy those assets for their games in Fortnite, right? And not have to create their own assets. Right, okay. So it's an even bigger ecosystem. So it's got its own little economy running inside itself as well. Right, okay. That's uh, that's cool, though, because I think being able to actually make the assets and then have them on yeah. a store well, as widely used as that is cool. I mean, that's some people's jobs as well. Like, um, it, it's Unreal Editor Marketplace will do it now. And there'll be people that just make assets to to publish to it, and it's the same with Unity. They've got a um, a marketplace, and people make Unity assets and just publish them to the store. Yeah, very common. It's like, I think it's quite lucrative if you're very talented at making that sort of stuff. Yeah, like that's the thing. If you've got if you've got the time and the you know and the knack for it, then you could definitely just basically make it. Like, have a career out of it, can you? Mm. Like you said it's very lucrative. And you can just literally you can just do it from home as well. So it's not even it's not even like you have to go into an actual office or anything. You can these when it comes out, like there's there's gonna be so <laughs> there's gonna be so much chud. As oh well, yeah, there's though. gonna be a lot of bad assets in there. Because this is like when I when I brought Super Mario Maker 2 on the Switch, it was just and I got it on the on the day it came out as well. And yeah. literally downloaded it. And within like I had a tripe. <laughs> straight away. <laughs> straight away, it's just like people just uploading levels and I'm like, what's this? What's this level? It's just free free blocks that you gotta jump on. That's it. Ge- le- legitimately, yeah. Or, yeah. or it's just an impossible level. It's like, that's well, the problem with those is and that's why they need a very structured um like system for which you know, popular levels and like searching levels yeah. and because you can't just be flooded with newest levels made. Oh, no, it, no. They're made by people like us who are awful at the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No yeah. one wants to play that. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like, if you're going to have, you're going to have a lot of younger people, kids, basically, you know, eight, nine-year-olds making levels. Yeah. Without being rude, they're not going to be very good, but they're still going to upload them and that, you know, their mate's going to play them at that. But it's where do you draw the line? Like, Super Mario Maker does... You have to complete the level before you upload it. Yeah, yeah, but people still find ways around that. Well, yeah, you because you can just add in like hidden blocks, hidden doors, and, stuff, yeah, yeah. and doors and keys, and like a really elaborate workaround within the first screen, which just takes you to the end, and then the rest of the level is impossible. Yeah, but yeah, that's going to be the one thing I think where, especially Fortnite editor, there is going to be a lot of a lot of. Sh- on there and that's going to need some sort of policing isn't it yeah i think it's interesting you brought up super mario as well because i think there's and policing you know how long is it until someone makes a mario game in fortnite well you know? <laughs> yeah yeah okay, and basically. what happens then <laughs> well surely there's 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 i mean nintendo is uh, like notoriously yeah very, hot on it 
hot on their like IP and and the rights and the copyrights, things like that, yeah. trademarks, all that. It's gonna happen though, because even in Roblox, like some of the most popular games of late are like that Squid Game one that came out. I mean, te- technically, you, you shouldn't be doing that. What's that? What's the Squid Game? Squid Game, the TV show. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, there was a game made in Roblox uh, about right, Squid Game. Right. It was like super popular. Loads of streamers were playing it. Yeah. But it's like, well, you know, really, that's not on. That person shouldn't be allowed to make that. And then if people in the Fortnite one are making profits off of those things that they're yeah. creating, if they're making us like a Squid Game knockoff game and putting it in Fortnite unlicensed and then making profit off it. And then making money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think they're. they're there's going to be issues with it at some point. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's inevitable. That it it will, the laws and and terms and conditions and things like that are all going to change yeah. as, as it goes forward, aren't they? And that? like stolen art and the asset store, if people are allowed to upload their own assets, uh, how do you police whether art's there? Because that happens with CS:GO skins. People like just take other artists' work and put it on, and then send it in as their own. Yeah. And then, like months later, internet sleuths and detectives trace it back and find out the original artist. Yeah, that's mental, though, isn't it? That is mental. People do that online anyway, like on Etsy and stuff like that. They just nick an image off Google, print it yeah. on a t shirt. And AI would be good for that, I reckon. AI, do you reckon? AI would be good for spotting that. Well, like for you spotting like, it, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you submit yeah. art and then AI could just check the entire internet yeah basically <laughs> if it exists somewhere yeah and just find the original original author yeah yeah, yeah. cool well uh it's quite it's quite it's quite quite deep for for us wasn't it that yeah there's <laughs> a few interesting talking points in there yeah you no know. definitely definitely i think it's 100% worth talking about and with a player as big as fortnite you know it's the biggest game in recent history yeah definitely definitely you know them t- making a move like this is yeah it's it's, it's going to make an impact it's definitely worth talking about and they seem to be putting a lot behind it yeah well i expect it's going to make them a shit load of money yeah <laughs> as most honest. things that they do yeah. with fortnite, seems, fortnite to seems to just be like the, the the money tree that just keeps on keeps on keeps giving shaking it and it just keeps on dropping money right reflect selects this week is mm. going to go to a game called after image which is out on everything on the 25th of April. Uh, this game was developed by a company called Oregon Shanghai. Uh, so they're a Chinese developer. It was originally kickstarted, but I think it just smashed its goal within a few weeks and is now set for release on the 25th of April. So this is from the Steam store. Uh, reveal the hidden secrets of a fantasy land in After Image. Explore the magnificent landscapes and ruins of an ancient metropolis, meeting mysterious colossal beings and adorable roaming spirits along the way. The thrilling adventure of this marvellous 2D hand-drawn world awaits you. So yeah, the, the I think the first thing to say about this is that it looks absolutely beautiful and it's all mm. hand-drawn by the looks of it. Um, not in like Cuphead style. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh it's a lot more of a modern like it's almost like a watercolory palette but it's it is, yeah. it's it's really really beautifully drawn i would say as, as soon as i saw it it's very much up your street oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. this i if i saw this game and i would show it to you sort of thing yeah it? yeah yeah so it's like a uh, it's like a traditional 2d side scroller platformer in it yeah has metroidvania elements by the looks of it 
Um, and aesthetically a bit Zelda-y as well. It is. It is like, it's got that fantasy element to it, doesn't it? But Yeah, and some of the, like, the, the symbolism part. in it. Is, yeah. <laughs> quite, I mean, there was almost a Triforce at one point. <laughs> yeah, so anything Zelda-y is going to be right up Moisture anyway. But yeah, it looks it looks like sort of like some challenging combat in it. Um, probably going to be for fans of like Hollow Knight, probably or yeah. maybe Ori. Yeah, I've got to say it looks absolutely yeah, it looks absolutely beautiful. And that is After Image. That's this week's Reflex Selects. That uh, looks really really good. What have you got coming out this week? Connell? We are on to the penultimate episode of Sniper Elite Five. The penultimate episode. The penultimate, mate. Oh, mate! Nearly at the end. This is the big one as well. What's the... Remind me. Oh, wait, it's because... Um, by the big one, I mean the one that took us about four hours. <laughs> that level. What level was that? Oh, I know the one. Yeah, 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 I know the one with the... Um... The tank. <laughs> Obviously, don't. You have to get away on the boat at the end, don't you? I can't remember that. It's the one when you we had to start again halfway through because you, you had that bug where your gun kept reloading. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! And we just started the level again, and at the start, he jumps off of the train, and we were just creasing up because he like <laughs> jumps, almost jumps into a lamppost, <laughs> of jumping off of a train that's going like a hundred miles an hour, <laughs> and we were just like, "Oh, he's definitely dead." He's definitely just taking his head off with that lamppost. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. So that's out on on the channel this week, is it? That is, yeah, sabotaging the V two rocket facility. Ah, uh, that's the one. I knew I knew it was like a facility. Wait. Yeah, no, no, that is the one I'm thinking of. Sorry. I was getting confused with the submarine one. Oh, yeah, I know the one you're on about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was last week. Yeah, 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 that's what I was thinking of it. Is, without, well, without spoiling it, is, mm. have you included the last, last level? As an yes. episode, is yeah. that is that a separate episode or is it's that not his own episode? No. I was gonna, I was gonna say <laughs> it's tacked onto the end of the next <laughs> okay, episode. Okay, okay, that's fine, fine, that's fine. We'll talk about anyone that who, next anyone time. who's played that game will know uh, exactly. exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, I was like, oh, nine levels, is it? You didn't, you didn't do anything. You didn't press a button in the last level. I know. I literally <laughs> was just like, I went to, and then it was just like, tongue uh, done. We're done. Uh, so it's just that is it this week that's it yeah yeah it's a it's a bit of a longer one as well nice yeah, i mean it was it was cut down from a good few hours it was a bit of an epic i do remember and there was a couple of invasions and stuff on there wasn't there we had what's his job sniper jaeger yeah chasing after us it's brutal that's on loot the truth on youtube other than that i think that'll do us this week uh thanks for listening um cheers for that we'll see you all in episode eight Take care. Bye-bye.